0: happiness is a choice not a result nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy welcome to heal conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of HEAL. Today, we get to speak to Karen Nelson. She is a divorce confidence expert who helps women redefine their lives after divorce. Thanks for coming on, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Did you like my podcast voice? How it shifted I, from... Oh, come on. Everybody has one of those, right? I <laughs> No, love this it. is my own voice. I don't think I, I... might have changed it a little, but as I was reading my <laughs> intro, I'm like, do I have a podcast voice? <laughs> it does. I think everyone does that. They like sit, sit up a little straighter and then they get like a little more professional yeah. sounding. So yeah. it's all well, good. One thing that I am not, and I didn't mention this to you in our pre-interview discussion is professional. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am when I have to be, but I, love it. I don't know. Anyways, again, thank you so much for coming on. I love that you help women after divorce. Um, I don't want to generalize or anything, but I feel like when we're in a relationship and that relationship ends, we tend to question ourselves a lot. No matter how the relationship ends, we wonder what, what part well, most of us wonder what part did I have in that? And you know we may put a lot of it on our shoulders thinking a lot of it was us when in fact it might not have been. So the fact that you help women um, build confidence after divorce is really interesting to me. I'd love to hear your story. Tell us what, what wh- why did you feel like you probably needed you when you got divorced, does oh, that make man. sense? That,
1: yes, that is actually a really good question because I think that so many women forget that like we ourselves are the number one person that we need in our life to rely on. And we look outside of us so often
0: mm-hmm. and
1: which is exactly what I did for probably mm-hmm. most of my marriage. I was married for almost 20 years. That's it was, a like, a very, like a month time. shy, yes, wow. a long
0: time. And Two by kids, the way, years she, she looks like she's, I don't know, 25. So I don't know how that <laughs> <Aww. happens. laughs> That's very nice. Well, I got <laughs> married young. I got married when I was
1: 19. Um, I was raised in a religious community and, you know, it's a big community, but I was raised in a very religious home. And kind of one of the things that we as women, as girls grew up learning was that one of our main jobs was to get married and have yep. kids and be a mom. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love my kids. I mm-hmm. think that marriage is amazing for whoever wants to be in that relation that kind of a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but for me, growing up with this idea that like you get married, you have kids, you're a mom, you don't you can work out of the home, but it's not really like your calling, let's say. And so I got married when I was 19 and we had kids a couple of years later and I had my degree, but I didn't use it. I kind of, you know, just was a stay at home mom. And I had this story that I would tell myself, and I don't know if I picked this up from growing up or from my, you know, religious background or just from, I don't know where it came from, but I had this story that I would tell myself and I wouldn't tell other people, like I would have conversations with people and be like. Well, if my
0: husband's happy doing what he's doing, then I'm going to be happy. And at what point did you realize that was a quote story? Or did you believe that for a long time? Oh, not till after I got
1: divorced. I believed it the entire time. time. Yes. The entire time I was married, I believed my happiness. And if he wasn't happy, then I wasn't happy either. Right. Right. And so... It was this story that I just kind of carried along with me. And it wasn't until after I got divorced that I realized that is not true at all. No. Like none of that is true.
0: But like if did, I want to be happy, I, I need to t- take care of that. How, I'm wondering how you got to that point. Like, what did you what happened that you're like, that's not true? Like when yeah. did you put yourself first and say, Oh, that's oh no, go yeah. ahead. You can go back. Yeah, I yeah. Just, no, you're yeah. It, these are all really good
1: questions because it was it was a journey. Like we started to have some problems, you know, I found out my husband was having an affair and I really don't want to put that it was all his fault on him because I do want to add that relying on someone else to make you happy and to validate you constantly creates a lot of pressure in a relationship. And so I, I don't want to say that it was completely his fault and, because he had an affair. That's when we started talking about divorce. There were problems leading up to this. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like it was all a perfect marriage. And then all of a sudden he had a divorce and I was like, or he had an affair and I was like, what's going on? Why is my divorce or my marriage like this? It wasn't like that at all. Like I wasn't happy for most of the marriage because I wasn't able to take care of my own like emotional needs in that yeah, way.
0: You're really giving to everyone else first, but that's, exactly. you know, I think a lot of, yes. uh, again, I don't like to generalize, but a lot of women feel like that is what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. The nurturer, care, caregiver, um, it doesn't yes. matter what I think or feel. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that was part of my journey when we kind of we talked for a while about whether or not we should get divorced and we we didn't ever go to counseling but we did kind of try and work on things by ourselves and we tried to you know start dating again once a week and we tried to just work through things on our own creating a better relationship and we had a lot of conversations about should we divorce or shouldn't we and during this time I was doing a lot of just my own inner work. I, I kind of recognized that I wasn't very happy. I recognized that I really didn't have a very strong self-esteem just because I didn't, I would look at myself and like tear myself down, you know, yeah. as I'm looking in the mirror or as I'm putting clothes on, I would be like, Oh, you're so gross or you're so fat or you're so ugly or whatever thoughts right. were coming into my head. And, and I realized just for my own sake, it didn't feel good. And I, I just, I had done enough like self-help book reading over the years to know that like, it's not Necessarily a healthy way of looking at yourself.
0: No. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, I mean, that also comes from years and years of sort of programming. Like, yes. at what point in your young life did you start to think that you weren't good enough? Good enough. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's a good question for, I think, every one of us to kind of ask ourselves is, And it's not necessary, I think, for you to pinpoint the exact time, but I think it is necessary to recognize that we all have it. We all have like this voice inside of our head that is saying, you're not good enough. You're doing it wrong. There's something wrong with you. And it's just not true. But yeah, kind of so many of us, every single one of us actually have to come to that realization on our own. It can't Absolutely. be given to us. I mean, you can hear it from outside sources, and you can like intellectually yeah. believe them, but until you really do the the internal work on yourself, yeah. it's not. It, ma- it it's make a, a mindset. Difference.
0: It's mindset yes. becoming aware, and once you're aware of the thoughts that are going through your head, mm-hmm. then then listen to those thoughts and then decide: Do I want to change them or not? I mean, really? yes, that's
1: that's exactly yeah. right,
0: and yeah. that's what I that's what I had to do. I got to this
1: point where we were still in the should we shouldn't we and I just was like, I had, there's something that has to change about me. I can't leave all the decision up to him. I can't even rely on him to make me feel any different. I know it has to come from me. And so I made a decision one morning. This was probably about a year before we actually got divorced. And I just said, I'm just going to try being nice to myself for a little bit. And so well, that's gonna I, be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. I told myself five things that I liked about myself, like real things that I believed Every day, and I am not kidding you. This was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I really had to dig for. Did you write it down, things. or did you just tell it to yourself?
0: I just. I'm just curious. Myself. No, yeah. I
1: think this is that's because when I work with clients, I tell them to write things down. I think it's very powerful to write mm-hmm. things down. But when I was in the space, I didn't have any of the tools and the techniques that I have now. You didn't so have I you? Just, yeah, you yeah. I didn't ha- you. I didn't have me guiding me through this. And so I was figuring it out on yeah. my own. And so I, every morning, I just, I remember the very first time I did it, I was in the bathtub. I was just having like a me moment. And I was like, okay, let's just think of five things that you like about yourself. And so they were like the most random things. I think the one of them was like, I think I have pretty collarbones oh, and I like my nice. smile <laughs> and I'm I'm a good mom. And there were like a couple other things, right? Yeah. And I seriously said those same five things to myself for like weeks because I could not think of anything else and then as I started like trying to be more kind to myself and trying to like you know allow myself give myself permission to go out and like you know go shopping by myself or just spend time with me all by yeah. myself, no kids. I I told my husband at the time that I was taking one night a week, and I was just going to leave the house because I was a stay-at-home mom. I was home all the time, yeah. And he was always out doing things. He he had his you know his hobbies and all the things that he loved to do. And He was always gone and out doing those things, and I just didn't because again, it's that. And whole, doesn't like, that build res- Doesn't
0: that also build resentment after a while? Yeah. Like he gets yeah. to do these things, but you didn't mm-hmm. have the things. And you decided not to do the things, you know, like this is. Yes. It it wasn't
1: like he was telling me that I couldn't. It was just that I had, I had decided those things weren't important to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized, no, I have worth and I have things that interest me and Mm -hmm. I have friends and I have hobbies that I want to pursue. I just finally said, I'm going out by myself one night a week and Mm -hmm. you're going to be here or our kids were old enough at the time that they could be by themselves. So it didn't matter. But, um, I think most of the time he was at home. But either way, I just kind of gave myself permission to be me, like to figure out what I liked and what I wanted to pursue, and if I wanted to, you know, go
0: out with my friends or whatever it was. I mean, at age nineteen, you're so young to get married, and then all of a sudden be thrown into a role of of a wife, um, partner, and eventually a mom, that I feel like you didn't have that exploration, those exploration years of, um, you know, like, who really am I? And not Mm -hmm. that at 18, 19, or 20, or 21, do you really know who you are? But, you know, at least you get to figure out some things. and that Yeah, you get to go
1: explore a little bit. And so for sure, I didn't, I didn't have that opportunity. And so this was kind of my time, my Mm -hmm. opportunity to take for myself. Mm -hmm. And as I gave myself that permission and started kind of going out and figuring out what do I like and what is it about me that makes me fun to be around and, you know, just really like exploring me as a human being, because I Mm -hmm. had kind of, every time she came up in the past, I would just kind of shush her and be like, no, we've got these kids, we've got this husband, let's just focus on these. It's fine. Did you have just, any sure, close?
0: Sure. Did you have any close girlfriends at the time? Well, it's interesting. I had one
1: really good girlfriend, and she is still my best friend to this day. And we were close as a couple. Like her husband was friends with my husband at the time, and our kids were the same ages. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did have her, and we would do things as a family very often together. Mm-hmm. But just like one on one friends where it would just be me and that person. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't really have really those hard. friends. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know. I think when I was in high school, I probably had those. But again, getting married at 19 and mm-hmm. not really like feeling like, oh, I have my partner now. What I what do I really need these friends for? You know? Yeah. And, and not like it was like... I don't think it was a conscious decision. No, it no, was no, just no. kind of like and then this is what not, I do now.
0: They're not necessarily married. And so you really don't yeah. have that much to share that's in common. And yes. so that's hard. You know, I had my daughter when I was 22 and all of my friends were being 22. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Out having fun know, and
1: doing 22 old Yeah, yeah things, of course. Right? I, would
0: have, I would have done that too. But, um, you know, I had Brit and it just, I just felt, I felt so disconnected. Nobody's fault, but my choice to have Brit, I um, know, yeah. just no one else being in the position that I'm in, it just was so isolating, disconnecting. Um, it was just an interesting time. Um, yeah, you know, I can understand how it would be hard at 19 to be. I mean, and again, I don't know if anyone around you was all, were all, um, also married, but it just seems like you kind of on the only one in that position at that age it's so young it's so young I it just yeah. feels so young to be married at 19 to me well and it was, again it was really young for me to have a baby at 22 that's not
1: even <laughs> yeah that yeah you it's kind know? of the same like yeah. idea right the yeah. society that we live in today things happen so much later yeah. but again because I grew up in this in this yes. community I live in Utah and so a lot of, actually a lot of people that were my age a lot of other girls my age were getting married yeah wow that's wild. but again it I, th- I really think it was this well I've got you know my partner and he's this my, is my life now and Yeah, this is, this my is life what now. we do is we yeah. spend our time together he goes to work I, go, I was going to school at the time and then we come home and we like go on dates or we spend our nights together or whatever yeah. it was that we decided to do. And it just kind of evolved in that way. So yeah. it wasn't like I didn't ever talk to girls or well, that's good. You know, other know. Sorry, I went on the side yeah, track. I, I just I, know there I, was have definitely really, community, I have a lot close but,
0: friends, but I, and I just, yeah. if, I, if I didn't have them now in this stage of my life, yeah. then I think I would be lost. Yeah. So, yeah. And
1: it's interesting because when, when I actually did decide, because I was the one who decided for sure. I want a divorce. We, we didn't really decide together because again, like I said earlier, we were back and forth. Neither one of us really would choose either way, which kind of left us in this weird limbo relationship. Like we weren't moving forward. We weren't really healing. We weren't, we weren't anywhere. It was like, we were kind of stagnant and I had gone on a walk one morning and I really just, I asked myself the question, what Karen, what do you want? And I don't, I maybe had asked myself that question before, but I think I was very like outside thinking about it. Like, well, what will my parents think and what will, what will even my, my husband at the time think, what will he be thinking of me or what will, what will the kids think and how will they be affected? And I just didn't, you know, it didn't matter what I thought or what my actual opinion was. And so I just, I just was like, what do you want, Karen? Like. We're just going to let go of everybody else for a minute and just answer yourself. And I just said out loud to myself, I want a divorce. Mm -hmm. And literally in that moment, complete feeling of peace, just like washed over me because Mm -hmm. it was like the first time I had allowed myself to be honest Mm -hmm. with me and what I really wanted in life in that moment. Right. And I came home from the walk and later that afternoon, he got home from work and I just said, "I, I really think. That we should get divorced i want a divorce yeah and so he agreed he i think he did for maybe a week or two try and you know talk me out of it and i just said i just i just kept having my back and just saying this is what i want i really think this is the right decision for me yeah. right now and i know it's going to be hard but this is where i'm at and so yeah. we, we moved forward from there and i had this thought not everybody has this thought but i had this thought that our divorce is going to be different. I don't know why I had that thought. I didn't know very many people who were divorced and the ones that I did, it was always the most terrible, worst experience of anyone's life. Like mm-hmm. tears the children apart, tears the family apart. There's no communication and it's just the worst, most terrible thing. And I just and had this thought, you know what? And I think is going to be different.
0: It has everything to do with the adults who are involved. You know, you can choose yeah. to have yes the communication and choose to, it sounds like you had a great, you had a good relationship with him enough to be able to talk, about how you were feeling. I mean, about yeah. being divorced. Right. You know, couples and on the edge that like that. And is... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. not to say that every conversation we had was great. It wasn't, we were mean to each other and we definitely had our moments where um, the anger and the hurt came out in our words, Yeah.
0: which mm-hmm. of course
1: happens when you're in mm-hmm. those, you know, really emotional situations, of course that happens. Right. But in that moment, he did allow me to just, you know, I mean, I think he cared enough to really know where my heart was at. And in that moment, it was, I want a divorce. And again, it was different than most people's divorce in that we have a very good relationship now. We were able to do it very amicably without, we had a lawyer, but it was like, we just divided everything and moved on, signed the papers and moved on. So it wasn't a, a big, crazy thing for us. And I know that's not most people's experience but for yes. us it was and I, I just want to say that like we still had to work at it it wasn't like everything came perfectly it wasn't like it wasn't hard for the kids when we told them and didn't rip our hearts out when yeah. we you know went through this experience telling them that we were breaking up and that we were getting a divorce and that we wouldn't be living in the same house and all yeah. of that it was all right. difficult and hard and painful and you know, of course I felt moments of shame of like, am I making the right decision? And is this too selfish? And, you know, why am I doing this to my kids and my family right. when I could just, I could live the rest of my life living it the way I was. I Unhappy, could, you know, and not true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many women do it mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and they make it through. And is it a way to live? Yes. It's a way to live, but it wasn't the way that I wanted to live. And so I was willing to allow myself to feel that hurt and allow my ex to feel however he was going to feel and allow my kids to feel however they were going to feel and be there to support them in the way that Mm -hmm. they needed me to. Right. But know that like, nobody's getting out of this life without some pain and hurt and experiences that are going to make them grow. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do it because I wanted my kids to hurt. I did it because I really, I mean, one of the reasons looking back now is Do I want my kids to see their mom unhappy and unfulfilled her entire life? Or do they want to see their mom like really living a life and making choices that support her and like create happiness for her?
0: Well, you know, you're teaching them how they, you're teaching your kids how you should be treated. So if you're showing them that it's okay to be on the back burner, then that's how they may proceed in their lives if you're showing them yes. that it's important to take care of yourself um and the people you love but yourself first then they'll and don't you want that for your kids to to be able to stand up for themselves to be aware of themselves and how they're feeling in any situation yes. yeah absolutely so you're you're better off showing them that i'm doing this because it's better for myself and then in, in turn would be better for all of us yes so yeah. And,
1: and my husband, my ex-husband now, but we have had conversations since the divorce, which is really interesting that we both now agree that it was the best decision that we could have made because mm-hmm. our lives have evolved in such a degree that like, I am in such a better place. And I love myself more than I ever have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like I can say that with a surety mm-hmm. and I can see him making the same. I mean, I don't know, cause I'm not with him all the time. I don't talk to him all the time, but I when I do see him, I can see that same kind of confidence and, you know, relationship with himself that I think neither of us really had yeah. when we t- were together.
0: Was he also 19 when you got married?
1: No, he was 22. So, so he was a young. little bit
0: older, but yeah, very <laughs> yeah. young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think about 22 year old men now. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> so maybe we were kind of the same age like I, in maturity well, level. Yeah. I mean, they do say they. Really, I'm not you know, bashing men, but they do say that men do mature a little later. So yes. Interesting. That's so interesting. So you ended up becoming divorced, um, getting divorced and how long did it take for you to, um, get to this point? Like, what did you start? What did you do other than just learn what you liked and, you know, really became aware of who you are, um, and what makes you tick? Was there anything else that you did to get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I, well, like I said before, I I had always been a lover of self-help. And so Uh I kind of dove into more of that. I mean, I had my headphones and I really liked to go for walks. So every morning I would go for a walk and I would, I had audible and I would put on, you know, I'd buy. I'll tell
0: you, I say almost every episode, they should be paying me. (laughs) i mention them almost every almost every episode because one of my favorite things i don't read books anymore (laughs) i listen to books and then if i really like the book and it i'm very i'm a self-help person too that's all the in my library that's all i have and um i'll buy the hard copy if i oh we are the same in this way yeah yeah yeah.
1: exactly me too i'll listen to it and if i really like it i'll buy the hard copy so i love it even
0: if there was just one chapter or one paragraph where I had an aha moment. I'm like, yep, get, get the book, gotta highlight that, put it up on the shelf. Yeah. You know, so I have it to look at. So yes,
1: I feel yes. you. hundred percent in that way.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the spirits. Here we go. Awesome. So I I just dove
1: into Jen Centero was a big one for me. Um, I think I started with you are a badass at making money because I was like all of a sudden, you know, a single mom. Yeah, going to be, we our, our divorce took about a year. We were separated for about six months before that. So, you know, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be a badass at making money, I might as well take it from this expert over here. She's amazing. And she just opened my eyes to this whole new way of thinking mm-hmm. about myself of like, I can be in charge of thinking about myself, however I want, and I can create a life that I want. And nobody else really can take that from me nobody can dictate it for me. And if I want to decide that for myself, I can. Mm-hmm. And so I started with her and then I moved on to like Mel Robbins and just yeah. all of these other amazing women who have created amazingness for themselves and figured that out. So I just kind of started doing things that they would say to do. And I started believing in myself more and putting myself more out there. And then I started finding podcasts, which I hadn't really found before that. Mm-hmm. And I started finding podcasts that I like and there were some really amazing ones that just got my head in the space of like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a life coach. And so I was like, wait a minute, life coach. I think the first time I had ever heard about a life coach was years before when I was watching Gilmore Girls and I remember oh. one of the characters <laughs> had a life coach and it was this was like I don't even know Gilmore Girls is how old 25 years old or I never more. watched Gilmore Girls but I talk
0: <laughs> people I talk to like you remind me of the I'm like I don't even know what you're talking about it's you like your I relationship no that I have with my daughter my, reminds them of Gilmore oh, Girls I I'm like that. still yeah, don't know what you're ta- I know what you're Gory. talking about but I don't know what you're talking about yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so one of the characters had a life coach and it was very like you know Basic form of this person followed this other person around and told them what to do. So that's what I thought life coaching was. <laughs> and it's since morphed into so much more. And really, it just, they kind of are like a mirror to yourself and kind of show you what your brain is doing. And if you want to keep thinking those things and feeling that way, great. And if you don't, you can change it. It's optional for you. Yes. Right. And I had never known that before. And so after listening to this woman as this life coach for so long, I was like, I can do that. I've been through this journey of this divorce and figured out who I am and that I love myself and that I can put myself out there and I can really create any kind of life that I want. And I was doing that. I was making strides, you know, through this whole time. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to become a life coach. So I got certified and just started. I just jumped in. I love that. And just I think I started with like money mindset was kind of the first niche because I had started with Jensen Carroll's book and it blew my mind up. And as, after I got about a month or two into, you know, kind of looking for women who really wanted money mindset, I realized this isn't where my strength is. My strength is with helping women heal after yeah. their divorces, because I know exactly what they're feeling. I, I felt all of those feelings and maybe it doesn't, my divorce didn't look exactly like yours. But I definitely know what you're feeling. I know what the emotional roller coaster feels like, feels like, and I can help you like figure out how to step off of that roller coaster yeah, and heal yeah. yourself and move forward in whatever direction that you want. And so from then on, I think I started in like 2018 was when I got certified and yeah. just been going ever since. That's trying fabulous. To, you know, help as many women as possible know that That's they can fabulous. truly. Like have an amazing life after divorce. Divorce doesn't right. have to define them or ruin their life or whatever they're thinking.
0: It's right, just, just like marriage doesn't define you. Yes,
1: yes.
0: You know, like being in a relationship doesn't define you. What defines yes. you is you. You define you. Um, Absolutely. Whether you're with someone or not. Yes. Totally. All right, on that note, I'm going to take a really quick break, and then we'll be back in just a sec. One, one moment. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And we're back. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm sitting with Karen Nelson, who is a divorce confidence expert. She helps women after divorce to regain confidence um, and helps them through every step after divorce. Right. I got that right. Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. So we learned a little bit about your history. Now let's talk about your present, your present moment. Now, what you're doing is helping women and I'm dying um, for them to be able to reach out to you. If this, if you sound like someone that they can rely on, um, at least follow, Um, yeah. Can we talk about what you're doing now and where they can reach you?
1: Yes. So I have a podcast. I started it earlier this year. It's called becoming you again, which really is kind of what I did, it was my journey of like, just figuring out who am I in this yeah. world? And I think we've mentioned it a couple of times already, but so many women struggle with this, yeah. whether you're going through a divorce or not. I just yeah. think it's something inherently that we, as women struggle with. I agree. And after divorce, um, I've seen with all of my clients and with so many other women that I've helped who aren't even my clients, I have just seen, this is the number one thing that comes yeah. up yep. is who am I? I don't have any confidence. I don't even trust myself that I can do this on my own. And so earlier this year, I mean, I had been wanting to start my podcast for a while, but earlier this year, I was just like, this is it. I really need to do this. And so I just took the plunge and I was like, this is it because really figuring out who you are and learning to love yourself again and gaining confidence and feeling independent and really learning how to feel your emotions, even the hard ones even yeah. the scary ones yep. is okay. And, and teaching women how to do that. And I, I love podcasts so much. And so I was like, this is, this has got to be the channel, right? So many women, I have a YouTube channel. And I think YouTube is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that as many women who are moms who are living their lives and going to work or raising their kids are sitting and watching YouTube videos. Like right. It's kids kind of a, doing, yeah. Right? Podcasts are so easy. You just plug in and listen. Yes. Yeah. And you can do it anytime you can do it while you're driving or on your walk or cleaning your house or whatever. Right. Yep, so yep. I was like, podcast is the way and it's how I think I can reach the most women and just help them when they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Because so often when you're alone and you kind of touched on this as being a mother at 22 of just feeling very isolated, women who are going through a divorce often feel the same because we have this idea of like, nobody knows what I'm going through. None of my family or friends are divorced. And even if they are, theirs was different than mine. You just feel so alone. And like, there's no one else that understands. There's no one else that can help you. There's no one else that you can lean on or rely on or ask advice because you'll ask your sister for advice and she'll be like, She'll tell you what she thinks from her own perspective. If she hasn't been divorced or if she hasn't lived your life, right. Just not going to feel the same or feel right. And so just knowing that there's people out there that can help you who have been through it, who have worked with other people who have been through it and helped them create something amazing in their lives and help them heal from that pain Mm -hmm. and hardship,
0: Mm -hmm. just
1: I was like, "This is it. This is the way to go." So, yeah, so tell us a little more about one.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Do you have guests on? Is it is it more tips and tricks? What is it about? Yes, it is very tips and trip tricks. Excuse me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oriented. So mm-hmm. every episode clearly has just like a topic that I will cover that I see come up over and over with my clients or with my own experiences,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so kind of, I based it off of these three pillars. When I first started, I kind of was thinking about what do I really want to convey to these women who are going through divorce? And what do I think are the most important things that women need to learn as they're starting this new chapter in their life? Mm -hmm. And I broke it down to the first thing is really just becoming independent Mm -hmm. and recognizing that you are more capable than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a partner to create an amazing life after divorce. And so many women just believe that that's the case. Mm -hmm. And then emotional resiliency, because Mm -hmm. we get stuck in these really hard, heavy emotions. And we just think, I can't do this. This is too hard. I can't figure it out. I don't want to feel this anymore. And then we get into resistance or, you know, gaining weight because all we want to do is eat cookies or Mm -hmm. pushing down all of the emotions and pretending we just go apathetic and pretending like we're not feeling anything. And that's none of that is healthy. And so really just figuring out how to be emotionally resilient and recognizing that it's okay to feel hard emotions and you can make it through and they're not going to kill you. I promise you that it's going to be okay. Right. And then the last thing was really just figuring out who you are, just like really learning to be confident and loving you as you are, that you are worthy and valuable exactly as you are, whether you've been divorced or have 10 kids or no kids or whatever the story is that you're telling yourself. You are worthy and amazing exactly as you are. And so those are kind of the topics that I go off of. Yeah. So I have podcasts ranging from like how to love yourself again or how to handle loneliness or um being an effective single parent or co-parenting. The one that just dropped today was, you know, co-parenting with a toxic ex so many women deal with this, you know. They oh, don't I, know just, how I just I to- just
0: interviewed a woman who talks about um. Yeah. Narcissistic relationships and toxicity It can be so
1: hard to like navigate through that. And if you've been living with it and then you get out of this relationship and you already feel isolated, you're like, I, again, I don't know how to do this. And so just giving women just an avenue of like listening, you know, if you feel like it resonates with you, take it and run with it. And if you have more questions, you can come to me. And if not, you know,
0: take what works for you and what you believe might help you. Now, I know that this is probably under the umbrella of divorced, but it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily, you could just be. Yes. Just a woman. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Right.
1: And I kind of, Mm. I do, I I have talked about that before of like, everyone can learn from this podcast. I mean, it's a conversation that my boyfriend and have all the time of like, I'm, my topics might be like, Geared. Specific yeah. to yeah, to divorced women, but anybody can take the content, the Self-love, tools, and the techniques. Yeah, and, becoming yes.
0: independent, all of those Absolutely. things. Absolutely, doesn't matter if you again have a partner or not. It's there. There are yeah. things that we never learned growing up that we are figuring out now, and uh, it's why not um, learn it when as you're younger, you know? Yes, I know. It's something that,
1: like, my kids are. My daughter is twenty. And my son is 17 and, you know, I don't want to always feel like I'm coaching them in their life, but there are moments when they're struggling and I'll just kind of like try and, you know, sneak something in of like, yeah. well, you, know, you have experience you <laughs> here,
0: you know, that's yeah. what moms do.
1: Yeah. You kind of have to. And so it's just a matter of like teaching, teaching what, you know, to other people and not in a way of like, I'm doing it better. And I know all of the ways, but just in like this worked for me and it totally might work for you. Yeah. Try it out. Why not? Because if it can make your life a little bit better and it can make you a little bit happier and it can make you love yourself a
0: little bit more. Yeah. Where's the wrong in that? I feel like no wrong, no wrong. All right. So the podcast sounds awesome. I'm assuming it's on all platforms, like most podcasts. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And then we have your Facebook group. It's Becoming You After Divorce. And then Instagram, which is Karen Nelson Coaching. And everyone, you don't, like I say, every episode, you don't need to write all of this down, although you can, I will put it in the podcast notes, but you also have a YouTube channel. Are you active on YouTube or are you not so active on YouTube? I
1: am active only in that I put my podcast on my YouTube Mm -hmm. channel, Good, but I do have I mean, I had a YouTube channel for years before I became a life coach. So we were talking about this earlier, but, yeah. but it's kind of called completely Karen. And so when I first actually it was part of my journey, when I first started my YouTube channel as part of my divorce
0: journey, because was it like a blog, a video blog. Yeah,
1: Yes. It was more like, this is where I'm at. And mm-hmm. this is kind of I would do like reviews or I would just kind of talk about my day or sometimes my kids were in. It. So this was years ago. And then as I got more into the self-help, I kind of morphed more into like, let me teach you what I'm learning about. And then when yeah. I became certified, I really just, it was all just about like, this is how you handle this and this will help you do this and all yeah. that. So I have, yeah. I mean, even just from, cert- my, from my certification on, I have hundreds of videos that will oh, help my gosh. women overcome anxiety and, you know, money mindset. And so, I mean, there's a million different topics that you could even possibly want. They're all on there. And then when I started my podcast earlier this year, I
0: was like, okay, I'm just kind of done. I don't want to do both. I don't want to do videos and podcasts a lot. Yeah. yeah so I was doing five minute videos on Fridays um, and this podcast and I have a business and I was, uh, I just, it's like, I got to narrow things down, man. Yes. <laughs> it's okay to focus on just one thing. It's fine. You don't have to be everywhere at all. Moments, I know, but right? I always feel like I do have to do all the things.
1: <laughs> yes. And so, so, yeah, so it is active, but just with my podcast now, but you now, can I'm still, there's all the other videos are still up there. You can find all of them. They're on there. Even my I, early ones of like me and my kids. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. so I have
0: another question. I know you didn't send me a website. Do you happen to have one or is it just, the- I do? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's and your I'm website? I'm sorry that I didn't put that on there. It's oh my just gosh! Karen Nelson coaching. Don't, <laughs> no, don't apologize. I'm thinking, did I miss it? Um, say, say that again,
1: Karen Nelson coaching.com. And I spell my name with an I you probably, if people are checking the show notes. They'll see that, but it's K A R I N. So Karen Nelson coaching.com real easy
0: that is very easy. Thank you. And when they get on your website there and and look around, they'll be able to find more weight, they can, all of the stuff that I'm going to put in the podcast notes, but all of that should be on there as well. Yes. So I actually offer a
1: free 30 minute consult for any woman that wants to jump on with me. I'll even do it with men, but honestly, I really don't work with men. It's exclusively with women. And so, yes, you can schedule that on there. You can find out more about me and my story. You can access all of my podcasts are on there. Or I have, you know, a 90 day program that I work through and you can find out more information about that. It's all, everything you would need is on there. So that's
0: awesome. Yes. So before I ask you the three questions that I ask every single guest at the very end of the podcast, is there anything else that you want to share? I don't
1: think so. I think we've covered so much of it. Just the importance of really loving yourself. And when you can step into that space for you everything will open up for you. Everything will begin to change because if it's not something that you have been practiced in or know how to do or have been doing, you're kind of closed off from even the possibility of what your life can be. Mm -hmm. And when you can just step into just a little bit more being kind to yourself, a little bit more loving to yourself, so much more opens up. And you're a little bit more
0: aware of who you are yes too, absolutely and what, you, what you like and don't like and what you're willing to put up with and not put up yes, with. yes absolutely yeah, yeah it's really important all right well thank you again are you ready for my questions sure I'm in a little oh, nervous what? but yes let's do it don't be <laughs> nervous so when you feel at your most peaceful what is it that you're doing
1: when I'm at my most peaceful I am sitting at my desk every morning really just kind of Planning out my intentions and how I want to think about myself, or getting out thoughts that maybe have been heavy on my mind and just putting them down on paper. For me, that is a the most peaceful practice, practice. Yes. And I do it almost every morning, just sitting down and just taking a moment for me.
0: That's really important. All right. So, all of those awesome self help books that you've listened to on Audible. That'll be another $20 Audible. I mean, if I could just get a free membership and not pay my 14 whatever every month, just right. mention Audible for every podcast. Um, would you recommend just one if you can that yes. changed your life?
1: Yes. And, and I actually
0: yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, there's so many, so many yeah. have changed my life but I am actually just rereading this one. I read it a couple of years ago when it came out and it's untamed by Glennon Doyle. When I, I don't know if you've read that book, but. Do you know that I
0: haven't yet, but I have it in my audible library. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There is a soft spot in my heart for that book. I mean, I had already done so much work on myself at this point. I was already a life coach at this point, but there was, she just has this way of writing and, and telling stories that it's it's almost like she's taking the thoughts. I felt like this anyway, that she was taking the thoughts out of my brain and putting them down on paper in a way that I didn't know how to do for myself. Yeah. And it changed my life and my perspective so much that I bought a copy for my daughter and a copy for my son because I was like, and he hasn't read it, but my daughter read it and she a same thing. She just had such a transformation for herself that it's it's the most beautiful, amazing book I would say everyone needs to read it. Maybe someday my son will read it. We'll see, but. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe. Okay, last question. Um, if money was not an object, what would you be doing?
1: Wow, if money wasn't an object. You know, I really think that I would still be life coaching, but I would probably be doing it as i am been traveling to really cool places. <laughs> Cause I can do it. I can do life coaching anywhere as long as I have a computer and the internet, right? So I think I'll be going to some really amazing places. My daughter is actually in Germany right now doing an internship, That's and I would cool. be like, I would be like spending the summer with her and just yeah. coaching in the off hours where she, while she's at her internship, and then we travel around to do fun things. So I think it would be like just traveling wherever I want and spending as much time as I want in other places.
0: And we've also mastered the virtual stuff. So yeah, yes. you can do your job from anywhere. At this Absolutely, hundred percent. Well, it's been really nice to get to know you and to hear your story. And I love that you're helping others now after you after you've gone through something similar. I love that most of my guests do that, and I I'm so grateful to get to hear your perspective and your story and your hardship. So we can now see how you're helping others. I just think it's wonderful, um, and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you so much for having me. It has been
1: such a pleasure to be here and to talk with you and connect with you in this way. So
0: thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll tell Brittany that she's missed another good one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I missed her too, but it was very fun just talking one-on-one with you. Thank you. And everyone else, I will be back in just a moment. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops and life coaching support, Check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.